Hello Mzanzi, welcome to episode 355 of the Farmers Inside Track podcast. My name is Duncan Masiwa and I'm your host for this episode. Across Africa, blockchain technology is making significant contributions to reshaping farming practices by addressing the various challenges and improving efficiency in the agricultural sector. Now in this episode, we hear from John Trusk, who's the CEO of Demetra, a leading blockchain-based enterprise system for AgTech. He shares his thoughts on how blockchain enhances traceability and the agricultural supply chain, challenges that are hindering the widespread adoption of blockchain technology. He also outlines his projections for the adoption of blockchain in Africa, and specifically in South Africa, over the next 5 to 10 years. Let's hear from him. John, thank you so much for joining us again. An honor to have you on our platform today. Tell us who is Demetra and what is it exactly that you do? Demetra is a technology company. We're focused on farming all over the world. We run project in over 20 countries right now, and we are have team members in over 70 countries. We build an application, a base application to help farmers improve their farming. That can be anything from how to pick the right crop for their land, how to successfully grow that crop, how to market their product if they want to ship internationally, how to comply with regulations and produce certain certificates for that, like a deforestation certificate, and how to even raise funds to grow their farm. And we do all of that with blockchain, with artificial intelligence, IoT sensors, and on a mobile base, an Android-based mobile base to suit most farmers in the world are on Android. So that's the basics of us. And we have a number of projects around the world. Like I said, there's a few in Africa, a number in Latin America and Asia, and even some in North America. It's quite a big footprint that you have as Demetra. Of course, today's conversation is quite focused on blockchain. I understand that Demetra is a leading blockchain-based enterprise system for Actic driving productive, intelligent, and inclusive farming. Break that down for us. What is the fundamental concept of blockchain technology in agriculture? So blockchain for us plays a few different roles. The first role is when a farmer is shipping their goods, we need to assure that there's traceability, that we can identify the source of the farm and that the farm complies with specific regulations. So if you're shipping coffee from Kenya or, or anywhere in the world and you're shipping that to Europe, now you have to comply with a deforestation regulation. And so we use satellite and mobile traceability to determine the source farm. And we evaluate that farm to see if any trees have been removed and if any of the, that tree removal doesn't comply with the regulations. And then we give a certificate to the farmer showing that they are deforestation free and thereby comply and they can ship their goods to Europe. We track the traceability through the processing on blockchain and having an open account of the traceability and all of the processing allows farms to do certain things. So we can identify, you know, how the goods have moved from the farm to the washing station to the buyer to the processor and as we do that we can attach records to the blockchain regarding the quality of the product so 
initially when the cherries are sold, we may check the specific gravity to evaluate that as a quality characteristic. As the parchment is removed and they go through that parchment process, there may be various tests on the green beans. And all of those tests get recorded on the blockchain. And then you have all of those partners that I've mentioned, the buyers and the roasters and farmers, they can evaluate what they're getting. So it helps as an enabler for the farmer to sell their goods or the cooperative to sell their goods overseas or even domestically. It also allows them to trace if the quality is improving on a certain property. So a farmer may make an investment in, in new avocado trees or a different variety. They make it, may make an investment in fertilizer and they can help with those quality statistics evaluate the investment. So we use that from a blockchain perspective. And then lastly, we have a program where we evaluate the land of a farm. So a farmer who may want to move from growing whatever they grow today, coffee and into avocados, may need to substantiate that they're a good avocado farmer. And the first thing in doing that is their land suitable for growing avocados. Often farmers believe their land is suitable for everything, but we can actually provide a scorecard to say that a land is some percentage, 80% suitable for avocados. And here are the weaknesses associated with that property because of the regional weather, because of the soil composition and various other characteristics. And that allow the farmer to evaluate what they need to do to improve their land by adding different fertilizers in order to change their soil composition and the the nutrients in order to grow those avocados, if that was their objective, and how they compensate for the weaknesses in their land. And, and a lot of those can be overcome just by smart farming. So we're a bit of an educational tool. The other thing is, is that a lender can use that report to evaluate a farmer and potentially provide a loan. If the farmer is a, an experienced farmer, but not experienced with avocado, they can evaluate and say, yes, it's a good chance to grow it. Avocado is a growing market and the prices are high and stable, particularly if you're shipping offshore. So there's an opportunity to increase revenue for the farmer to pay back a potential loan or maybe make an investment in the farm. So we have a program in Kenya and Brazil and a number of other countries right now where investors can invest through crypto in an NFT and provide trees for Kenyan avocado farmers, helping provide capital to grow the farm maybe much more rapidly than the farmer could on their own. And in a partnership where that becomes a loan or an investment, share in the proceeds later. If we take a farmer who's making a few thousand dollars a year and plant 50 or 100 avocado trees on their farm, it may take some time and some care over four or five, six years those trees to mature, but the, the revenue potential of those avocado trees may take them from several thousand dollars in revenue to tens of thousands or even 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. And the lack of capital availability really allows us to use blockchain to solidify the partnership. So somebody, an investor anywhere in the world could invest and help an individual farmer immediately plant a hundred trees where it might take them a decade or more to make that investment on their own. 
So blockchain fits a niche there in the sharing of the revenue. And then lastly, we're doing a trial in March where we're actually doing blockchain-based trade financing on our first sea container of avocados. So the farmer typically would pack everything up, have to make an investment in cartons. And in, and in this case, the end user wants 5,764 kilo boxes. Farmers don't always have the money to make the investment in that. The sensors that are necessary in order to do the quality scoring, they're seven or $8,000 a piece. So we provide those sensors so that a farmer can get an appropriate quality score in order to earn that money. And a Kenyan avocado farmer may only make 50 cents a pound, 40 cents a pound. It is a variable market depending on demand, but shipping them and, and the shipments going to India takes it to a dollar fifty a pound. And there are more expenses associated with doing that, but the residual to the farmer is significantly higher. It can be 50% higher or even double what they may be accustomed to in the Kenyan market. Blockchain fits in with crypto very nicely for that. I mean, John, you've listed several benefits that comes with blockchain adoption. I wanted to ask you about some of the challenges that are actually hindering the widespread adoption of blockchain. But maybe let's go into in what ways does blockchain technology actually help combat everyday issues that farmers are faced with? Maybe just break that down for us. Blockchain allows for data sharing. And I can say by and large, most of our farmers that we work with are not highly technical. When they look at our application, they don't really see that it's blockchain, nor is blockchain always the most important thing to them. What they're trying to do is they're trying to share their information across the different pillars of business. And blockchain allows us to securely do that. So we take certain pieces of data that are collected on the application and write those to the blockchain and we create a hash. So for example, a deforestation certificate, if you are selling any of seven commodities into the EU, you have to provide a deforestation certificate by the end of this year or any product that you're shipping that's going to remain in inventory needs to have a deforestation certificate. So what we're finding with coffee growers is that a lot of them are producing product right now. The supply chain can be very long and there's a risk that it'll be in inventory in early 2025. So they need a deforestation certificate. We take that deforestation certificate that we create and we write it to the Polygon blockchain. Then we give a link to the farmer on their certificate. So they can take that link and share it with all the participants in the supply chain. And that helps them today in that they have a fraud proof or fraud resistant record that they are deforestation free. It complies with the EU government standards for deforestation assessment, and it's very easily shared with stakeholders right from the roaster or even the consumer in Europe, all the way down the supply chain to the farmer and their trucking company that they're using to get it to the port in Kenya or the export people or even the customs brokers. In today's world, if you're not using blockchain for that, there's a risk that the documents fraudulent. And there is a lot of fraud in international commerce. People make documents that can't be trusted. And although blockchain doesn't solve all of the trust issues, 
with those documents. It solves many of them because they need to be created at certain periods of time during farming. So we have a document that is created when a tree is planted and we record that information and nobody can tamper with that. And, you know, a coffee tree needs to be a certain number of years old before it's producing. We have evaluations that a farmer who has a one hectare plot can produce for a certain number of kilos of coffee. And then using a mobile phone, we can see that that farmer's been on that land every day for years, perhaps, and start recording information around when they're there versus what happens in some fraud cases today. The farmers are identifying a piece of land that is deforestation free, but they're not actually there. They're growing somewhere else on it in an area where there's been a significant amount of deforestation or other challenges to regulation. So blockchain really fits in well in managing that provenance. It's quite impressive to better understand what the benefits are to farmers. Why the struggle? Why are we not seeing from a farm perspective, the adoption of blockchain technology as we'd want? What are some of the challenges that exist in the adoption of blockchain technology? Let me start with just technology in general. Farmers around the world are often not progressive from a technology perspective. They are, you know, they get up early, they go to work on long days, work in their farm, carrying for crops and aren't as advanced as much as society in using a mobile phone. You know, we go into farming areas where maybe we get 30 or 40 percent of the farmers being comfortable using a mobile phone and the other 60 or 70 percent need training. So technology awareness and the utility of technology is still growing in the farming world, maybe slower than you would see in a typical city. And part of that is just practice and education using a mobile device. Part of that can be connectivity. Countries tend to, to focus on the main city for connectivity and then focus later in the rural agricultural areas. So connectivity is a challenge. Secondarily, a phone is a big investment and somehow you need to overcome that. A farmer has to make a decision to invest in a smartphone in order to use some of this functionality. And then blockchain itself, there's risk in blockchain and there's risk in crypto. So you look at from an adoption perspective, farmers tend to be risk intolerant. They don't have a lot of money to play with. This is not excess money for them. It supports their family. And they may look at blockchain as a risk that although there's huge potential benefit, the ability to lose some money on it is problematic. So, you know, there's a number of components that fit into adoption. The other piece from an investment perspective is agriculture is new to blockchain. So you look at a farmer and why a farmer may be resistant to blockchain, but a, your typical crypto investor might be resistant to agriculture because it's not what they understand. So there's an education piece on both sides. We need to educate the, the crypto investing public on how big a, a market farming is and, and how they can participate in that market from an investment perspective. We need to invest or invest some time in the farmer to show them the benefits 
of crypto. And then we just have to get out there and try it and have some successful use cases. And that's what we're really focused at Amitra is let's go and try different methods to use crypto and blockchain to help the farmer one at a time and have some success in individualized use cases before we expand it globally. I mean, it's clear, John, that blockchain uh, technology can definitely play a crucial role in uh, uh, transforming Africa's agricultural sector, you know, in that also addressing various challenges. Where do you foresee blockchain adaptation for agriculture in Africa in the next five to 10 years? Five years might be pushing it, but where do you see the adaptation of that? Oh, I think it's got to grow project by project. And many companies are having successful programs that they've set up in Africa. We're seeing a lot of success. Our, our Kenyan program, what we're doing in Ethiopia, you know, we're seeing success there. And that success will grow. So much potential for it to grow. You know, we're starting some programs in, in Ethiopia with small groups of farmers. And the number of coffee farms in Ethiopia is it's astonishing. It's it's well over a million coffee farms. Agriculture in Africa is huge and will continue to grow. And and blockchain adoption will continue to grow in supporting that as long as we, we can manage effective use cases. Lots of different currencies in Africa, you know, unlike Europe where you have a standardized currency for most of the continent, Africa has dozens and dozens of currencies. Crypto fits very nicely in managing exchange between currencies, but some of that needs to be built out. Some of the on-ramps and off-ramps need to be more accessible and farmers need to be able to use the money very quickly in order to, to grow their programs. And the adoption of crypto is certainly growing across Africa, but some of the areas we're working in are very focused on mobile money and don't have all of the off-ramps for you know, converting crypto into local currencies. And then the, we're working with a number of nations from a crypto adoption perspective. And it's hard to spend crypto in Africa if you're not educated on how to convert it. So again, just some, some practice setting up an account, you know, some of the areas we're working in, there's many unbanked farmers who don't have access to a bank account today, but they can get a, a wallet or, you know, an M-Pesa, get set up on M-Pesa. And, and they've just got to figure out how do they convert any crypto that they might earn into their local currency so that they, they can buy their groceries and they can buy more seed and fertilizer. Takes time in an environment where there's varying levels of education. And I think the younger people are bringing a lot of crypto and a lot of technology adoption to their parents, to the farmers, to society. And it's just going to take time for that to filter through, just like it does in the United States. You know, the, in the U.S., crypto adoption is not high. It's still the minority transaction. Thanks, John Trusk, CEO of Demetra. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. That's a wrap. Join me again next time and remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Duncan Masiwa, our technical producer, Megan van der Vindt, and the rest of Team Food from Zanzi, thanks for listening. 
Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.